All right. So how's everybody doing today, huh? What's up? What's up? What's doing up, well, guys? dude. Nice to be here again and to kind of chat. So um, I, I don't know what you guys want to talk about, but I figured one of the best ways to kind of go about this conversation and these kind of alpha leaks is just to organize into kind of like different categories and just go through it all. So I have a kind of a list of categories that we can kind of talk through from metaverse to layer two to much, much more. I think I, I, right now I have layer two, metaverse, gaming, DeFi, dApps, multi-chain, DAOs, meme coins, layer one, momentum, and then PriFi, such as ZK Zinc. So Holy shit. <laughs> I think what we should do is probably just like go through all of them and talk about like, um, just we could talk about like layer twos as like a whole and then, you know, go down from there. And then we can go through metaverses, talk about metaverses as a whole as a trend, and go through like a, probably a couple projects through there, and then just rinse and repeat through this whole entire list for the whole hour that I'm here. And then, dude, then, dude I like Brian. Too. We never have like a guest like too. this. Uh, it's just kind of we're just trying to think of like, how do we go about this. I'm I'm just imagining that the audience is kind of not here. It's just like I'm gonna call up you guys. Um, I got to talk about too a little bit of like how I, I've been learning a little bit more about how interns work at funds and what type of information they go through. So we could even start with that. So, um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and start with that actually. So, one of my friends started working at a pretty big fund. I'm not going to say which one, but it starts with a P, right? Um, so. Wow. The P fund. Wait. Hmm. The P fund. There's a couple. There's a lot of good P ones like Polychain, Terra, Paradigm, stuff like that. Um, no, when you say P, it's only one P. Since Which you mentioned P? those, it's not those, right? <laughs> could could not could be one of the three. Um, <laughs> but we're, we get to talk about some of the information flow that they go through. So. Um, there's, there's, it's pretty cool, like, to learn about their day-to-day flow. Uh, they had to go through, like, certain pay, paid newsletters, and then they had to go through what they, like, other type of, um, subscription platforms. So, um, you know, of the paid newsletters, they have to go through Today in DeFi, Bankless, Masari Daily, Eve Hub, and The Block, right? So, I'll repeat that one more time. Today in DeFi, Bankless, Masari Daily, Eve Hub the block and you know since darren's a really really good friend um the daily ape is another one i really like that one actually if you're if you guys are ever trying to like follow what's happening on twitter or just trying to follow like so it has like a little bit of like DeFi crypto stuff but also follows just venture capitalists uh because um darren used to work inside vc so it's kind of that's like a fun one then they have usually people buy access into these three platforms they buy access in Sorry, these four platforms: Masari, Delphi, BlockFi, and Nansen. Like that's a lot of like, institutional buyers. Um, I would say some crypto DGens they like to like uh, be a part of Uniwales and Friends of Benefits. I feel like some people like those as like I wouldn't say that it's like in the same tier as Masari, Delphi, BlockFi, and Nansen because they don't do the same due diligence, but they just like to be in those communities and go through those platforms. Um, personally, some of my other favorite tools are. Um, I like using Hot New Crypto. I feel like they do. I don't use the Telegram bot, but I like using their website for finding stuff. And there's another there's another platform called Merv.tech. So what Merv.tech does, M E R V.tech, 
does is that it aggregates mentions of certain protocols throughout the day. So like you'll, you'll have, you can go through a Twitter feed and see what's being mentioned most on there. You can go through um, even 4chan uh, to see what's being mentioned a lot on there and as well as Discord. And I'm not sure how they aggregate the, dis the Discord data, et cetera, but I do like the ones for Twitter and uh, 4chan in specific because I like to see what people are mentioning. Uh, and like, you know, they, they try to find anything that has like a dollar sign and see what's being mentioned the most there. It's not like, it just saves a little bit of time, right? Like, you know, when you have a job, a nine to five, right? I don't know who in, a, in this audience is like working a nine to five, but when you have a lot of, like you don't have a lot of time, it's super important that you optimize your information flow. So that way you can go through a systematic approach of just like going through the information. And then that way you have more time to actually just buy into crypto or you can make an investment decision, right? Like the space moves really quickly. So the faster that you can actually aggregate this data, the better. And then from there, after they go through all the information, now you have information that you can use to go into your Telegram groups and share, right? So like mm -hmm. they go into the Telegram groups, they share it there. They have a committee call. Um, and like well, the way they usually work too is that different analysts usually take on different sectors. So like, you know, like when I came in here, I, I listed a whole bunch of sectors already, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then they, have, they share that information. So um, even at M6, like, I've been kind of noticing like Viper has just been amazing at low caps amazing <laughs> finding like things early or and, and like that's good he covers that sector right and then yeah maybe yeah. someone like me i like low caps too but i'm not like i don't like the early stage ones i try to find ones that are in development have been like around for four or five months that's where i am and then we might have someone in m6 that's really good at like finding projects that are higher cap and making investment thesis on these right so like kind of more like a growth equity mindset like based off protocol revenue based off of um you know trending on like twitter etc like that or just uh tvl etc so there are different things you could do to kind of like help out with that but that's usually how like i think vcs are trying to do. like it's not like they're perfect too but that's how they usually kind of go about it. And so that's why when I came inside of here right now, I was like, oh, hey, you know, we have this list. Let's try to break it down and see which projects we should go through. Um, Dude, this is there. amazing. Yeah. Um, what was the, what was the, uh, I think I missed one. So it was today in Dubai, Bankless, Masari Daily, the blog. And then what was the other one? ETH Hub, the blog. ETH Hub? Yeah, ETH Hub. Um, it sounds like a porn site. Yeah, ETH I actually personally don't use ETHUB at all, <laughs> so, but I think it's anything Ethereum related, which is kind of cool. So, and they have podcasts. Cool. There's, a, there's a bunch of other podcasts out there too, honestly. Like, um, you know, Andrew Steinworlds was where I used to get Zima Red. I used to use yeah. that one to get a lot of information on NFTs, but like, you know, it's, I guess it's really hard to go through stuff. Like, yeah, take, take in mind the fund that I'm mentioning doesn't have like a huge focus on metaverse and nfts right so mm -hmm. they're covering that sector they're very focused on ethereum and ethereum development so following like anthony sasano's newsletter and eth and all that like it's more mm -hmm. player one stuff like and focused on eth developments so they're i think this is their curated type of feed because they probably hold a lot of eth right so they, they're very conscious what they do they're like I mean, the fund did have like a big meeting in Q1 of 2021, where they just like got a lot of people to buy into ETH when it was like around 700, 1,000. So like, mm. I'm, pretty, 
trying to stay up to date on any like development in there and any sentiment and like transaction data, et cetera. Um, but, you know, keep that in mind, right? Different funds will have different, like if different folks have very different curated feeds that they give to your analysts. Right. right? So that's usually how it kind of goes. Um, but yeah, here, I guess like, if you guys have any questions other than that, like just information flow, we can talk about that for like a quick five minutes and we'll move on to metaverses next. No, I, I like this. Um, I think the question is like, okay, so like you have those unofficial, like official information kind of sources, but what are the, what, what are kind of like the grapevine sources like? So you have like, you know, these information sources that are available to everyone, right? But how do they like acquire and synthesize like information that's like outside of that? I'm I'm pretty sure that they hire research firms too to help with that information to get curated. Mm. So like you know, I again I'm I'm also like I'm I'm giving like one information flow for one analyst. Again, this also differ between many different other analysts, right? That have a right, right. Metaverse. So like this is like I said, I'm giving a framework here, uh, but I would imagine that people like hire people to hire like do some more research people also have i mean big funds do have a lot of access to other funds so they probably have like group calls and then like people cover that's different true. sectors as well so that's probably another thing like um like i'm I, i'm i'm not really sure right like how to get that information but i'm just kind of giving ideas that yeah, yeah. no this is great call. Yeah, this is great because that's where you like mature as a fund, and you know, like we have some things on the kind of like the on the I guess um, that, that's cooking, that's like not public right now. Um, that's like yeah, like we're trying to do. So yeah, I think it, this is like a really good structure to start scaling out. Yeah. Yeah, it's just about giving people different buckets, right? And you want them to kind of like feed into your information flow, right? So and mm -hmm. so you can make that informed decision down the road, right? And that's... Yeah, that's exactly. Right. And then, you know, you want to get people really deep in the weeds for certain topics of discussion. So that's how I kind mm -hmm. of like imagine it. Um, that's else, really yeah? cool. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I, I wanted to kind of share this stuff too because, you know, I was doing this, like, working 24-7 at one point, just going through different feeds and... I had no organization for a long time. And then I realized that, like, if I just keep following the Twitter stuff, like, you know, it's really easy to get addicted to just going back to Twitter and finding something on there. And then you get <laughs> stuck on, like, one, like, you know, like, we, like, we as humans very naturally want to have confirmation by us on our investments. So, like, mm -hmm. we have any mention of anything that we do over. And then, like, I realized, too, I timed myself, like, and I, I forgot what, what website I used, but it was, like, a website timer app that, I had no, it was add on Google Chrome that was timing my website like visits, and I was spending like almost two to three hours in Dex tools, and I was like, "Why am I doing that?" Right? Like, there's nothing I can do, and it doesn't matter what the chart says. True. Right? Um, like, what really mattered more was like, you know, who's selling where, when, right? Um, yeah. In and order books when you're playing like uh, high liquidity projects, right? And that's just because, mm -hmm. just for anyone that doesn't know this. Market makers tend to look at order books the most when they're trying to understand when they should be buying or selling a lot. So order books are very important to pay attention to. And that means like the spread across the board, like, you know, how deep are the buys, how deep are the sells. 
Um, you know, like Loop Ring, for example, was really easy as a trade around 70, 80 cents because if you looked at the buying the buying order book, it was just really, really high. It was like a lot of, like, I don't know who was market making it, but it was just, there was a lot of buy pressure on that. And it, the walls kept on getting, like, um, higher and higher. And I think it, there was a point where I think a sell wall had, like, a 200% or 200K spread on 2%, uh, sorry, 200% depth on 2%. And then there was, like, a $1.6 million spread on 2% for the buys. And then, and then, like, you saw, like, these layered bids all across the board for LRC. And I was just like, man, that's, like, it's so it's so cool how you could use order books to kind of, like, guide your decision-making. And it's not like it always works. It's just, like, another framework to kind of work off of, right? And I think that one is the one that has the most success, especially in short time frame trades. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of like how Fubinacci series tends to be really good whenever you're looking for price discovery on like meme coins or any uniswap coin i don't know why that's the trend but like you know if you ever line up a fubonacci series and the coins and price discovery like you usually on the second or third tp level on that fubonacci series you usually find like a good like time to take profits so it's kind of like it's cool right <laughs> it's really weird yeah i guess it's like a self uh self-serving bias right because it's yeah. like everyone kind of follows that, so it's like it those become the support level and the resistance. Yeah, it's kind of what you see a lot. It's it's just weird, like you said, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. That's the word. <laughs> yeah, that's the word. <laughs> I was like, okay, this 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 phrase doesn't seem quite right, but I'm just gonna go with that. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Um, yeah. Um, anything that you guys want to kind of like go over the information flow. I think we're we're like getting in the phase of like getting more organized, so I think that definitely helps. Um, but I don't know if we have like an in-depth thought around like information flow right now. Yeah, I think um, to speak on like Brian's uh, you know, notes, like to list there, like we went through when we first started compiling stuff and trying to figure out. It's like not five newsletter but like more like 30 and there's just no way that we would like even i don't think it makes sense to consume that much so it's i think it's less so about which ones are good but more like you know what how much do we do and how do we organize it so it's like yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah i would say having a notion board also helps a lot too right and then like um having different i don't know notes on there through different notion boards to like kind of guide a thesis for an investment right so like um one thing that we had when i was like a part of like wsc which is like this group of analysts inside DeFi, was that we had like a notion board and we had like a thesis on top and then we just kind of like you know rolled that into like any investment that we saw that kind of met that criteria so mm -hmm. like, yeah like for example it's very easy for ohm right like you know community is that there is there a treasury is it have good APY? Like, it's very simple, right? Like, you just kind of have, like, some things where you're just like, oh, hey, it hits these notes. And it gives yeah. you more conviction on your buy, right? Like, um, you know, and, and I think that it's really important to kind of just talk about conviction overall. Like, if you can build a thesis, it helps build your conviction, which allows you to stay longer in a coin. So that way you, you know when to, like, it's not about taking profits at, like, a 2x or 3x. It's about, like... Um, understanding how far the team can go and like you know obviously too if you can never have a meeting with them i think dcf god he hasn't talked he didn't, i don't know if he mentioned this last time but he always hops on a call with people um to kind of confirm that the team is legit and doing the right thing 
And I think that's a really cool thing. Like he even posts his notes on his Twitter every weekly about which teams he's talked to and like how that's kind of like helped him get the investment. Another guy who's been doing this, even meme coins, it's like fungibles. He gets on a call of the team. He's like, is this meme coin legit or not? Who's the team behind good night or the team behind good morning? Like stuff like that. Right. So it's it's kind of cool. I'm not saying we all have that access. I mean, you know, especially the speakers here, I think they do because they have like a decent amount of followers. So it's easier to kind of like get that leeway into a team conversation. Um, but, you know, definitely VCs and stuff, they, they use this to their advantage a lot of time, right? Honestly, so. Brian, not to cut you off, but I really don't have that many followers, I mean, relative to you guys. And so like, and I'm able to hop into conversations that people with – 20 30k followers are not really able to not that they aren't able to specifically but more so that they don't do the right i don't know the right steps or whatever like i don't think followers is entirely indicative of whether you can i think it's the amount of effort and you know um so like i wouldn't be discouraged for those who don't have as many followers or you know who have as many as i do or less just reach out to the team i mean a lot of times, sure, they'll be really busy and won't answer, but it never hurts to try. And especially when you're providing value in their Discord, I mean, they'll definitely recognize you. And I mean, I hopped on a call um, with the team of Redacted, and they are very, very busy to the point where, you know, I've DM'd all of their team um, and, you know, don't really get a response back. But because I'm very active and because <clears throat> I try to, offer value i was able to hop on like an hour call with them and and so like it's really you just gotta yeah. try it, you know? yeah i agree yeah it's like it's it's a, it's the hustle yeah oh yeah for sure and then your name yeah. starts becoming more recognized and and then you know devs from other teams i mean i'm in so many damn discords i can't even keep track and there have been a couple times where one of the team members recognizes me and they're like, Hey, by the way, quickly do, do this step before, you know, OG role is done or before this closes, like they, they'll reach out to you also, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. if you keep it up. So it just really pays to be active and curious. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Um, I, I know we have a ton of topics to go through. Um, <laughs> I thought Brian just listed out. So I do want to like make sure that we hit most of those. Um, yeah, Brian, like, we usually have an agenda, but it looks like we don't really need one at this point, because, like, you already have an agenda. Oh, no, so, no, no. Um, I, Actually, let's, we can go ahead and move towards, I didn't, sorry, it's been a while since I've No, 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 no. Okay, that's why. No, I, I think that's perfect, actually, because, like, no, um... I, I think it's really yeah, like, perfect, too, because it, like, it, at least Brian's coming to something with the table, and if you want to talk about any of this stuff, then I'm, I want to talk about a lot of this stuff, too. Um, yeah, mainly I what I brought to the table... Um, I brought a little bit of like the ZK roll up stuff. I try to bring, um, sort of cause like we do this twice a week. Like we, we cover a lot of this stuff a lot already. So I try to just mix it up a little bit every week, but this week I have, um, uh, we have like a list of airdrops, uh, like meme coins have been popping off and, uh, some like ZK, uh, news and roll-ups and like L2 uh, news as well. So uh, I, you were talking about L2, so that would work pretty well with that. Um, and then, yeah, we can talk yeah. about Metaverse or anything else. So Yeah, Brian, you went through like 
you know, you, you went through a ton of things. So, um, yeah, like, uh, like I would really be actually interested in like going over a lot of those. Cause like, those are the information that we normally don't talk about. Um, especially with your insight, um, in our, in our calls. Oh, yeah, awesome. I mean, I, I would love if we did like a joint thing. So like, I'll just mention a subject line. I think for sure. It sounds like we should cover M2, like layer twos. Uh, we should talk about PriFi, and we should definitely talk about um, meme coins, right? Because that's definitely like the highlight right now. Uh, yeah, those G- meme coins. GM. Yeah, GM is it's crazy, GM, right? Cause, like, GM. <laughs> dude, GM is like I read this post uh, back in June uh, about like meme coins, and like there's this uh, I don't remember. I think I found this guy on um, Daryl's or Darren's Twitter feed, which his name's Fred Wilson. Uh, and his blog called a- at ABC, right? Um, and uh, when I was just following him, he, he read this like really interesting thesis in June where he's like saying, "Hey, meme coins are just the ability to basically to invest in like virality, and like the ability to inv- like on meme coins is really cool." I guess we'll just start meme coins. Um, and like it's he said he was talking about how that the market caps of these memes are economically powerful. The board of management teams of the companies of meme stocks choose to issue more shares at these prices. They can raise a lot of capital to transform these companies. And he's just talking about how like capital can be raised through even just a meme narrative and gain the people to stand behind them. So like, it's like basically headway so that you can basically transform your company and pivot it into like whatever new initiative it is. Like it's kind of interesting that GME is doing this right now, right? Like they became like a meme stock somehow, but then now they're pivoting towards a market sector that could actually be really huge, right? Which is um, they're creating an empty marketplace, right? And as we see of OpenSea, those numbers are in the billions. So it kind of matches the, the right equity mindset. Right? Wait, so GM is pivoting to an NFT marketplace? Yeah, GME. Like GameStop. <laughs> GameStop oh, GME. Sorry, yeah, GME. GME. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Not, G- not Good Morning, but GME is. So like okay, that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the reason why I, I pulled the trigger on LRC because it's being built on the backbone. I mean, this is again speculation, right? Like LRC is the one doing it, but there are like GitHub commits from the LRC like team mm. like that uh, into like what would look like a GME marketplace. It could just be a proof of concept too, right? Like back in college, like we as college students wrote like a proof of concept for what would it look like to create a supply chain out of a blockchain thing for BMW. So like it, it could just be a proof of concept, and that often happens a lot, right? Like, uh, we'll see companies sign proposals with people that are like two hundred, three hundred k proposal, or maybe a million dollar proposal, and then they let them do a proof of concept, and then you know, there's a lot of like administrative work before it actually pushes to an official project. I'm, I'm also like, I'm pretty certain that they're trying out every other layer to, from scale to Loopring to, even you know, because Min's here, Matic, and Polygon. So like it's, I'm sure there's a lot that's going on. Um, but yeah, like it's, like I said, it's, like meme coins are really, they're really good and bad, right? Like they're sucking out a lot of the attention out of like other coins right now. And so we're seeing coins that like really sometimes have strong fundamentals, not get the attention. And that could be detrimental to crypto overall, right? Because, you know, it, it, it makes people kind of focus less on innovation and more about like marketing, which seems to be, what is most important in crypto. And that's not a good stigma to be driving, right? So it's it's interesting what's happening right now. Uh, like we definitely see people moving money out of like other coins to kind of capture the meme coin attention. Um, especially like Good Morning was a really, you know, huge example of this, right? A lot of, pro- I saw a lot of wallets definitely sell to put into GM, right? 
and play it as a momentum trade. Um, and like I said, it's good for raising capital, but again, it just it drives a lot of the volume out. So I don't. I, I and and it, it's just a small subset of traders too, right? I don't know if GM really captures retail, like. Um, but it it definitely is like Twitter at least, right? So um, how do these like meme coins like kind of like what what defines like a successful meme coin versus like not successful meme coins? It's all community, in my opinion. It's community and the ability for it to like kind of go viral, and that's why I say honestly, meme coins are interesting because I, I made a Twitter post about this right now. But I truly believe meme coins lead the way for social tokens and even DAOs down the road, right? Like it's a very similar investment thesis that you would have behind a social token that is that mm. meme coin, right? Like Good Morning, right? For some people, what that was said that they got in early, they said it was a no-brainer because Good Morning is just like. You know, a very viral meme inside the, the CT community, right? And between all the people that hold NFTs, and we see this with, with, with even groups being called this in Twitter spaces, like Good Morning Group or Good Morning Trading Group, right? Um, so it's it's interesting. Like I, I'm, I would say community is a huge thing. The ability for it to go viral, the ability for it to be kind of talked about in a, on a day to day context. So that's really what drives value. And then sometimes market makers too, like, you know, they get, I think Shiba was created by the guy who created coin market cap or like the team is like related in some way, shape or form. So, you know, it's, it's kind of sometimes having like the ability to kind of talk about with the right groups of people to stand behind it too. And then at least mention it, right? Like, so that, that way when it does go up higher, like, you know, it has been heard of, right? Mm. Uh, yeah. But I think, it, like I said, it's a lot of times just like sometimes it's just word of mouth, right? And yeah, it really, yeah. really drives word of mouth. Like Ohm, in my opinion, is also a good example of this. That three three meme almost right was yeah. really like good community building. And it, I mean, there of course there was technology underneath it, right? Um, but they just did a killer job of community. Even Spell, right? Spell is a lot of community. Sushi in the early days was a lot of community as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of people, when they when they like partner of projects, right, they look for this. They look for the ability to kind of onboard that community um, with their project. Right. Because then that's that's one of the, the most powerful things to basically create when you partner with someone, in my opinion. What are the like what are the early signs of like the good community that you've seen? Because it's like, yeah, sometimes it's early and like sometimes like a lot of these like for every meme coin that's successful, there's like, you know, like fifty that are dead, right? So yeah, I, I I would say yeah. the best like this is with Chainlink too, right? Like I remember early day Chainlink, they took over 4chan, honestly, right? Mm -hmm. So like that I would even say Link was like a meme coin for a long time because they were vaporware for so long. But the Chainlink community was just like so, you know, so big, right? And yeah. it's that almost like vehemently toxic behavior towards your community where it's like, if you're not supporting us and you're not one of us, then like it gets kind of um, crazy, right? Like I, I don't know how to really explain it. They're very, it's almost like watching monkeys just spam memes and stuff like that inside of like a Discord channel or Twitter board. Ohm definitely had this. Chainlink definitely had this. Um, mm. I don't know about Good Morning, but apparently some members of Good Morning are having a DDoS. Well, Spell other, has it. Spell definitely has that too, right? Yeah, so Spell has for, for yeah. me, uh, talking on this, it's DC Investor highlighted something one time about the clown um, hash mask. 
and about memeability. And memeability is like one of the things that he looks out for. And this is something that I've stretched into meme coins a lot too. Um, is no matter how, like if a coin is really memeable, and like if it has like if a lot of people are talking about it and posting, uh, you know, easy to make memes about. So like another version of this would be like the pudgy penguin with the the bowl cut. Like the more memes that are made about it, the more bullish like you can uh, like that project is. So mm-hmm. I kind of thought about uh, I thought about Wag Me kind of when I was buying Samo because I bought Samo as a one of my first big meme coin uh, purchases here recently because um, I kind of saw this meme coin wave coming, but I thought top coins are going to come back instead of uh, our, um, initialisms. So. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> sorry, where, you, where are you going? Where are you going? Dude, I, I never know, bro. I never know. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, it's actually... like, uh, you know, probably comparison's sake, like GM is a pretty much stronger meme than like, you know, stuff that are less say, less often said, right? Like it's. Um, yeah, I, I, like you, you see, um, people already saying GM without knowing what it is, just because, um, yeah, it's stuff like that, and, and dogs. Like, there, I think there are certain categories, like why dog coins did really well, and um, why is it with dogs? It's just, it's just memeable, right? And, mm. um, and it's funny, like, people are trying to come up with these, uh, you know, Anubis, Cerberus type of things where it's, like, entirely based on dog coins as a category. And I don't think that's just saying oh, all the dog coins are similar, but it's just pretty much the only thing they all have together is, like, me. they all have similar meme ability. <laughs> um, so, you, similar, you could say, okay, all the abbreviation coins are... Um, similar type of mutability and then maybe you can mm-hmm. compare across and say if GM is super successful okay let's look at um, right. what kind of ways people tweet about GM and see if people are tweeting that way about GM yeah, <laughs> I mean, why isn't there a wag me coin there is, or a nig me coin there is a lot of there's a lot of wag me there's a scam nig me coin and then oh okay um, yeah, so like, what, what makes the difference though? Because it's like Wagme and Nigme should have had similar kind of like you know, it's the team trajectory, For right? That, it's the team, I think. It's like you, you, you gotta have some big supporters and then that at least semi know the team so that they can go in knowing it's not gonna get rugged. Um, that's rough. So it's yeah. like a it's it's like a viability <laughs> plus like kind of like a little bit of credibility. Yeah, plus like if, because it's all new. Like let's say we make a Wagme right now, it's very difficult to get that trending. And a lot of people, ta- a lot of times, people look up our Wagme, they may, might find someone else's Wagme and get run. So mm-hmm. yeah, you really have to qu- get quite a bit of initial momentum, and that's team, I think. And then I think you guys know who started. Uh, GM, like, like, who, like, I'm pretty sure it was one of the KOLs, right? They, they already, they doxed themselves. They, they had a quite a few meme coins before. Uh, they're pretty, they're pro meme coin makers. No, no, I mean like the actual term, like, oh, the GM, yeah, not the project. Good point. 
it's I don't know. been said for quite a while now. Yeah, no one um, knows. It's CP. like it's like it's yeah, it's like one CP, of these things. But... Yeah, yeah. Super CT. Yeah, yeah. It just became it started becoming a thing. Yeah, yeah. I would say I I saw I think I thought part of the good Good Morning thing happened like the coin happened because of like the Solana guy getting banned from Twitter or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was big. Yeah, Raj. Yeah, yeah, Raj. yeah. He like did a like a jokey death threat and like <laughs> that went uh, viral. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, everything started taking off. Yeah, people started making memes about that, and then yeah, GM really <laughs> started taking off. Yeah, it's like I go to these Discord channels, and then like there's so many just like channels that are de- dedicated like to GM. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do want to talk about other things because yeah a dead horse yeah yeah it's like we will we kind of cover what one of the core like tenets of what makes a successful project early on right this goes beyond just meme coins and that's really community building and how you get people to really just violently support your project long term and mm-hmm. it's it, that is really hard to drive and that's why huge really good community managers these days are even getting equity in projects right that have been a part of these early stage communities like that really understand how to build it um and really drive people to like post kind of crazy things sometimes and and really just spread the word about it right so like that's really hard to do and i don't think there's like a good book plan for that but you know uh, it's cool and so we'll transition this topic to even like metaverses right so um We've seen metaverses go up a lot recently at the beginning of the month, especially in October. Um, but it's it's cooled off quite a bit, and we're starting to see. Like I've used Decentraland as like kind of like my main blue chip for um, metaverse projects for some reason. It's not probably the best, right? But like I like to watch Decentraland and be like, okay, how's it been? How's it been performing? Right? Volumes cooled off quite a bit overall, mm-hmm. um, and but. I, we see it bouncing off with like $2.50 support constantly over and over and over being tested. I mean, obviously it hasn't been truly tested, but like I still think that um, metaverse tokens have some leeway, right? Because uh, they're, I don't know, they're, they're definitely the talks though, right? Like we see a lot of metaverse events happening, like the soul thing just happened. I think there's going to be another one in Puerto Rico. So like there's, there's still room to kind of build up conversations about that. And um mm-hmm. I, I think across the board, they've been por- performing pretty well, even on this today's market for metaverse tokens. So I remember I got mentioned Render around the same time I was talking about Loopring for some reason. And, you know, I've been following that project's like performance recently, and that one's doing really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Merit Circle, Sandbox, The Central End, Render, uh, those are some of my favorite tokens, but and but I'm sure you guys have some others that you guys want to talk about as well that are kind of cover into that metaverse sector. Axie is also kind of I don't really know if Axie counts as a metaverse. That's more of like a GameFi type of thing. Yeah, it's more GameFi. Uh. Yeah, but like you know, UFO apparently was, and those, those uh-huh. all these are kind of bouncing back a little bit from like their, their lows. Um, so. I truly still think that we're like really, really early in the metaverse stuff, right? Like, it, it's not like we like metaverses are like this 3D world that we have to move into, like Minecraft or something like that. Like, I read a post before that it's like metaverse is just where your assets are more valuable in like a digital sense than um, 
or your physical assets or something like that. Like that, I don't remember who said that, but I kind of like that narrative a lot. And so, you know, when people think of metaverse, for some reason, they imagine like this 3D realm that you go into or just like digital world that you enter. And like, I don't think that's that's really what metaverse is really about capturing, right? Like you could even argue that NFTs are quote unquote metaverse, right? Because your 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 freaking OpenSea account, Twitter account is like an open marketplace that you guys trade goods on, and like that has value in some way, shape, or form. And social media as a whole is a metaverse, right? I think that's part of Facebook's argument. So, um, yeah, I just, I just think that in summary, I think that metaverse projects are going to continue to do well. There's a lot of reasons that it will be continuing to be talked about for the next couple months moving forward, and. Um, I think a lot of companies are going to be dedicating a lot of their, like there's been a lot of NFT funds and within those NFT funds, they have a subset of their money that's allocated to metaverse projects. And I think that we're going to continue to see like people creating like investment reasons behind these uh, projects overall and uh, right, right. really go much higher. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Cause like what I usually see on things that are building traction is like, you know, with DeFi um, as well, like once you have like a, a like a financial vehicle that can produce yields and interests and lending and borrowing, like it, it just builds a foundation for a lot of other derivative and other products to be built on top, right? Like I feel like Metaverse is like kind of going through the same trajectory where we've been seeing like it's not out there yet, but we've been seeing a lot of you know, like the projects that are popping up um, on our deal flow that are on the second level of like the, you know, assisting metaphors to become, you know, what they are. So things like, you know, the projects that are valuing, you know, like different lands or, you know, um, projects that are accumulating different like assets um, within metaverses, whether that's a land, whether that's a, you know, like an asset, whether that's an item. So, and like they, they maintain that kind of portfolio. We've been seeing like interest generating lands and interest generating NFTs within metaverses. We've been seeing like people trying to build out products that can rent out different lands um, to for others to almost like a kind of like what FC is doing for scholarships, but you know on a more metaverse and land level, right? So yeah, it's it's like we've been seeing kind of like that being built out which means that there's already like a layer two or um you know metaverse derivative that derivative products that are being built on top which again like always solidifies the ecosystem so yeah like i'm super super bullish on metaverse plays and you know like it that's, it's also like not just bottom up but top down like facebook and all these other mega big blue chip companies that are you know focusing on that so I do feel like there's going to be um, good traction going forward. Yeah, this is again. I think that metaverses will like are going to catch a lot more attention right now in the next couple months than DeFi <laughs> will. So that's the reason why I'm saying that. Like, I think metaverses have a lot of room to grow if we're still in a bull market, right, for the next two <laughs> months because they will get a lot more headlines. And like I said, I'm pretty sure a lot more funds are going to kind of create more investment thesis around that than they are going to about DeFi, which still has a lot of stuff to prove, even from a regulatory standpoint, right? Like, I don't think a metaverse project is going to get hit as hard from regulation versus like a DeFi project is, right? Like, mm -hmm. and DeFi is also, we're seeing like some exploits in it today 
uh, because of the composability of DeFi isn't always a good thing, right? That's what we saw recently of Mochi.DeFi or Mochi. The thing that Tetrano got really mad about, I forgot the name of it, Mochi Cat or something like that. Like, yeah, Mochi is Great. But composability also offers a lot of loopholes and attack vectors, right? And you know, I think that's also one of the reasons why Cream gets exploited so much, not just because their dev could be or could not be incompetent, but it's just because they try to capture so many other assets that maybe Avi and everyone's not trying to do because they lead to a lot of, you know, attack vectors, right? So it's just... Mm-hmm. Um, it's just perspective. I I I kind of want to move on from metaverses so we can capture some other things. I think layer twos are like we, we should talk about that so we can cover that and then we'll hit pri five and, and then we'll probably call it a wrap because it'll be around five. Uh, so let's do it. Yeah, moving on to layer twos right now. Um, I find like that layer twos might actually get a lot of movement again because you know I don't think a lot of retail really knew what a hell layer two was, but there's been a lot of uh, price discovery around layer twos because of honestly loop ring recently, right? We even saw Coinbase release an article like on their website about how to buy loop ring <laughs> as it was going up because they were noticing a new flux of retail investors coming in there or new account registrations to buy loop ring on Coinbase. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. much American market, right? Like, but you know, Coinbase is an American based company. So it, it was kind of cool to kind of see that recently. And even though TVL uh, such market cap ratio is just not there, it's more so it's like, it, you know, crypto, some of the best trades, in my opinion, the best trades are ones where it's like, there's no full investment thesis can, that can really be formed around it. It's just that you're seeing like momentum kind of be somewhere and then you kind of trade along that, which creates like some set of investment thesis, but it's not fully, um, it's, it, like I said, the greatest way to create FOMO is when you don't understand something, you see it. But then you're like kind of sitting on a sideline. You're just like, I've heard of it, but then now it's like, oh shit, I gotta buy into it because up like this X amount or, or, or like right, right. the months ago. Those are like that's the best way to get people to funnel in into a trade, and like those are the best narratives to create. I'm pretty sure Theros Capital is a master of creating some of those narratives. Um, so, like I said, I think it's gonna be cool for layer twos if we see a lot of retail starting to see like, hey, what's another way to, to kind of go about this like Eve scalability thing and like. But we like ETH a lot, right? Then they might look into other things like Polygon, et cetera. So that's going to be kind of fun to watch. And again, I think uh, like even OMG had a little bit of run up today because they're having an airdrop for Boba. Had a very mm-hmm. violent crash uh, during this call or honestly an hour before this call because like OMG was definitely one of those airdrop trades that was purely momentum. You write the news and then you sell it. Yeah. I, I, in my experience, it. Yeah. The, people, the, the smart people shorted it. Um, and then, like, I mean, I didn't they get wrecked? They got super wrecked. They got wrecked. They went yeah, from yeah. nineteen to like or eighteen to like thirteen dollars today, right now. And was good yeah, they, they were hedging, but no, the, 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 the shorts got wrecked. Insane. Oh, the yeah, shorts got wrecked, and then yeah. they got because like they got squeezed. Yeah, 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 they got squeezed because like people knew a lot of people were shorting it. Yeah, but so they, they got still, squeezed. They still got it. Like I think the people that shorted, they had good enough like collateralization or whatever. Yeah, it is. the people that were actually hedging were not wrecked but the people that are mm. thinking it's yeah too short it, they, they got pretty wrecked yeah but there are a lot of people yeah. that are trying to like yeah just hedge for the airdrop and and i think they, they made it all okay but yeah it's it's even now with uh, with spot so nobody knows now yeah, yeah. Like people who shorted like way too early before the the snapshot like took place yeah, yeah. they got, they got wrecked yeah, yeah. 
Oh, and then okay. the loop ring, right? The GameStop, the rumors kind of like progressing. And, you know, once that like fully out the news, I think a lot of the DeFi people will move into. And right now, Loopring is number three on the TVL. They surpass optimism. Just That's that. cool. Yeah, yeah, I did not expect that. I mean, I, I'm not I, tied to any technology and married to it. I just see Loopring as the best momentum trade because that's the one getting a lot of the attention from retail right now. And mm-hmm. that's what I like to kind of trade off of. I'm not married to any tech or anything like that. Um, but again, it's just kind of cool to see that like, you know, OMG and RC, which are both kind of quote unquote layer two solutions, do well. I guess if we want to talk about layer twos, Ronin claims to be also a layer two. And, you know, I think that one's going to be a very interesting project to watch for like the next, um, honestly, I'm very four or five bullish months. Ronin. Yeah, yeah Ronin I, I'm very bullish. Great. I think that their plan, right, is to basically, and I'm just imagining if I was the people behind Ronin, right? What, what I would do with Ronin is I'm basically trying to get every GameFi project out there in this market to basically come to Ronin. And like, you know, what's cool is you start with a completely new chain, completely new supply. You can write, you can make incentives for GameFi projects, right, to basically come to their chain. And as a consequence, other DeFi projects may come to that as well. But um, I think it's going to be fun to watch how that goes. I actually think that SLP e-farming for Ronin is one of the greatest yield farming strategies right now alongside using um, DFX for like yields on their their coin, which, like which they have stable yields on like DFX that are really, really good. Like up to 100% APY on stables, which is pretty cool. But again, those, those stables that they have that are foreign exchange stables are not really um, liquid, etc. So it's like it's a good one if you have like a couple hundred grand, you want to get like 100% APY on a coin that actually can go up in price over time because DFX could pick up, pick up its own narrative and they have a killer team. But Ronin is like I think I said like for them. What I would think is that they're building tools for GameFi projects, right? And so what they're going to do is make it easy for GameFi projects to link to their Layer 2 solution, which um, sounds really cool, right? Like, again, I'm just theory crafting. This is not something I know. I don't know the business plan of Ronin. But, you know, I think that's what they're trying to do by creating this, like, gaming blockchain layer over there. And um, if I was trying to create this, like, multi-billion dollar company, that's what it would look like, right? It's like I will get all GameFi over here, get them off ETH, get them off, like, Polygon or even... Um, scale or whatever or layer two it is out there and get them to focus on there. And I'm pretty sure they're going to battle a lot with like LRC or anything like that. So really good. So I, I think they're going to be one of the top uh, layer twos just an overall, just because they already have such a huge um, uh, daily active users, daily, yeah, daily active users. And they have, uh, there, there's, 2.3 times as many NFT buyers on Ronin than there is on uh, Ethereum. And there's close to 8 billion TVL on Ronin network. So I think when you look at all these metrics, like it really trumps uh, the rest of these other layer twos that would be competing with it. Uh, so like Loopring, um, I think is probably the best example there. But I think the problem with a lot of these layer twos is... Um, uh, they're not really layer two is probably the wrong definition I would use to describe them. I would use like a layer two to describe more like an optimistic rollup or like uh, zero knowledge rollups. Mm-hmm. While like Ronin is its own chain and like Polygon is its own chain. I think Loopring is its own uh, like EVM chain also. And I think that's a bit of a turnoff for me on some of these projects uh, and like layer twos. 
And I think when we're going to see another rush, just to go back to the layer two stuff, I think we're going to see another layer two rush in projects like Arbitrum and uh, ZK rollups. Because from my understanding, uh, Ethereum 2.0 cannot scale properly without these uh, without these rollups. So like the this is kind of where I start to get, talk a little bit out of turn, but the uh, the rollups comp uh, like uh, optimistic rollups uh, optimize the um, data and how it's stored on the blockchain, and the the uh, Ethereum 2.0 only optimizes the computations. So uh, Ethereum 2.0 on layer one when it when it gets fully rolled out, it would only scale so much. While layer two, uh, like optimistic rollups and zero knowledge rollups, we get scaled uh, like 100x or more. So that's my understanding around that. So I, I've been kind of speculating that like Arbitrum and optimistic rollups have been kind of really slept on because um, ultimately they're, they're really needed for Ethereum scaling. Yeah, I mean, like Ethereum scaling, uh, natively, Ethereum 2.0 scaling is sharding, and that's not going to come for another year at least. So, um, yeah, really, and it's not like people keep saying that, oh, like ETH 2.0, it's going to kill layer, layer twos, but ETH 2.0 sharding is not going to be faster than like some of these like new generation chains in the first place. It's like on the same um uh was it i, I don't know what, what what you would define it but like on the on, around the same level let's say like 2000 to like 100,000 Solana is still going to be faster than these 2.0 like um end state without rollups so it's it's not like if that's the you know argument then Solana would already kill their two so um it's not really that it's it's um i, I guess what i'm trying to say is like there's a little bit of a fault i from what i've under uh, how i understand it is there's a little bit of a false narrative that ethereum 2.0 will scale uh without these layer twos so like without zk and without optimistic rollups well these rollups are needed to further optimize the uh to properly optimize the uh ethereum 2.0 mm, i I don't know if that's true, but I'll, I gotta read more. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure I, either. Yeah. That's kind of how I've understood it these last. Uh, Do you have something but... to share? Like, where you read something? Yeah, or some um, keywords to Google. Yeah, I can maybe try to pull it up. But anyways, yeah, okay. let's we'll, move we'll, on. We'll talk about that maybe. after. Yeah. 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 By the way, Optimism they just launched today, like about a few, like thirty minutes ago, in terms of like their upgrades. So. Go buy. Holy. Go buy. When Optimism just launched? Yeah. The uh, OBM 2.0. So. Oh, I did not know that. That's awesome. It was a good way yeah. to uh, talk about. Welcome to the world, EVM equivalents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I haven't even created a list of projects to look for on Optimism. But I think that there was like a like an home fork that was trying to build on Optimism or something like that. Or it was gonna, I think it was called Kratos DAO or something like that. So that one could be interesting. I don't know how they're going to mm. or they just launch on it on optimism. Is there a good bridge for optimism or just on the topic? A hopper. 
Uh, you can use their native bridge, but I think when you bridge away, it's cheaper to use Hopper. I can maybe send uh, the okay. DNA. Could you send that inside of the... Yeah, maybe we could put that for, like in the Telegram chat, or we could even post it up there for anyone that's curious about Yeah, it. just Hopper protocol. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hopper... Yeah. Hopper, isn't that... I thought Hopper was supposed to be, like, cross-chain. No, it's a Hop protocol. It's Hop. Oh, oh Hopper. Oh, hop. Yeah. So, yeah, Hop protocol sure is supposed to be, like, all layer twos, right? Hop yeah. exchange. Yeah, so you guys make sure you guys do some transactions through Hop because they're gonna do some airdrops. So that's oh, uh, nice. Alpha, Alpha. Alpha. yeah, you guys nice. Uh, you... Including optimism too. Optimism, Arbitrum, like you guys should definitely like use it just so that you guys will be able to, you know, um, the airdrops are coming. So yeah, true. I think Hop, I think Hop just disabled Optimism temporarily for the next couple hours. Yeah, yeah, I, I just log into it as well. Yeah, I don't see Optimism. Yeah, but that's good. I mean, that that's definitely one of the airdrops. Also, another one that I've been telling my friends to just try out is like Zapper.fi. They have like this leveling up system there, and I was just telling people like just log on daily and just level up on Zapper because there definitely might be an airdrop on Zapper.fi. I don't know if it's going to be Hop or anything like that, but. You know, Hop is still just as a bridge, right? So I don't really know. I mean, Hop for 100% will have an airdrop token. 100%. <laughs> but um, any project that... Yeah, raises, they're a bridge like this? Yeah. Yeah. Any project that does a raise will 100% have an airdrop. Because <laughs> unless, like, they're selling equity, which I highly doubt, right? Usually they do, like, equity to SAF type of, type of thing. So um, mm-hmm. that's just... You know, I, I think that's like I don't even know if that's really like alpha or it's kind of obvious. Um, but yeah, let's move on from here. I think the last topic we want to talk about is like zk, right? And we want to talk about PriFi tokens, right? Oh, are you, you want to talk about privacy? Like, zk rollups or privacy. zk yeah. for privacy? I I would I am not really quite sure, right? To be quite honest, I just want to talk about performance of different like zk tokens and yeah because like... like when you say tk token right you have um technically uh like zcash is the first tk there so there there are these uh, tk could be used in that sense where you know the transactions are private and um i don't think those are too popular but tk rollups are com- for a completely different thing right because tk rollup is um basically a, a more trustless way than optimistic rollup to to scale, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's whole. You know, DYDX is using part of Starcore's like TK stack, but it's not um, it's not fully ready for like a whole environment like Optimism and Arbitrum. And then you have like Immutable X, just using it for NFTs. Um, I think we talked about something else. Uh, um, I think Diversify also uses them uh, for another exchange. Yeah, uh, I, I guess what I was really trying oh yeah, Loopring, 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 Loopring is by itself. Yeah, Loopring isn't using Stockware, but it is similar technology. Uh, but something like Loopring is not a EVM compatible chain. I don't think, uh, unless they dramatically changed it, but. I'm I'm pretty sure it's only for like transfers and then like exchange purposes. That's like the limitation it goes. Mm-hmm. So I really I don't actually know how they would do the NFT marketplace. Maybe maybe just ask 
exchanges, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, maybe it could be like one of, like you use a credit card and buy through one of, and like, yeah, experience the Tezos layer that's it's built on top of for one of.com. But like, it's, it, I think I would imagine that. Like, what I wanted to talk more about was just really like the performance of privacy coins over the last week, right? Like, that's, um, they've been all doing extremely well from like, which Flux ones are you seeing? Dust. Like, uh, you actually just, I, I think it's just Flux du- Dusk, um, yeah, and some of the other ones right there, like even Bitcoin. Is it Mina privacy? Huh? Yeah, Mina? Mina's privacy. Mina's privacy. Yeah, Mina, that didn't do that Mina's well. been really well. Haven did really no, well. No, Mina's, Mina's been doing really well. Oh, Mina's also yeah. at 20%. Yeah. yeah, Mina's been doing really well. Oh, yeah. this week, Mina's been up uh, yeah. 50%. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Like a, That's what I want to say. Like about. I'm not sure why that trend is happening right now, to be quite honest. Maybe it's uh, off momentum, hey, off time secret. Time to check Suju's uh, Twitter. But secret Mina was, pumping like, is charge. definitely 3AC. Like... <laughs> yeah, you know they have huge back there. So, yeah, yeah, they have huge back there. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't think there's anything, any like narrative um, that came out. I think it's more of like, um, yeah, like Mina. I, I started seeing Mina kind of like go up, um, and then some of the other. But that's the thing, like Mina's going up, but you know, like Secret isn't right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like I, yeah, I would assume like Secret would go up first and Mina. So it's like there's somehow like there's a there's like a I don't know like separation been pumping for a while though. Yeah, it's maybe yeah, maybe, maybe over extended. Maybe just a small rotation. Yeah, this is bullish yeah, for Secret. I would say. Yeah, Secret's been pumping. Um, they've been up like. I mean, I, I guess not just as like much past months. Yeah, past yeah. two weeks. Is yeah. Sideways. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on for me? You guys remember talking about Sienna? They're really cheap still. Oh, Sienna, yeah, yeah. Sienna is going to be building a lot of things on um, like uh, secret. Yeah, 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 yeah. is still very cheap. I think there there has been a first unlock. I think because. Because I remember, if I remember correctly, it was a six-month lockup for the private yep. NC. Yeah, so yep. I think that's why the price dropped like significantly recently. Uh, yeah, there's no volume there. Mm, yeah, it's like seven k a day. How do you accumulate this thing? <laughs> I think that it trades somewhere else. Like I think sometimes, uh, if you're looking at CoinGecko for information, there's probably some other way it's trading. It's just not capturing it's that data. Secret, secret. There's yeah, also think... Sienna swap, right? That's yeah, yeah. It it's just not being captured the right way. I, I think is the answer. Uh, thing. So Sienna, Sienna also has the rep version of it. Uh, I think it's trading on KuCoin and stuff. Oh, and then uh, I see. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess the last yeah. thing we should touch real fast so we have a couple of minutes is you know i still need to buy this one but i think uh, zero or xmon the one that owen we call onc behind right like um they're creating like an nft amm uh and, and they're like in the final iterations of finishing it and uh, originally it was supposed to be xmon and that was going to be competing versus uh what's that project called genie but then Genie yeah. had like some falling out with their founders. So like again, it, I think it's gonna be really interesting to kind of like watch this project 
uh, for the next couple of days. So I like pseudo swap for Xmon. Yeah, pseudo swap. I remember I even used pseudo swap, and I I've don't even know if that gets an airdrop <laughs> if we're using pseudo swap. But um, wait, are you talking about some kind of like NFT aggregator kind of thing, or is it an NFT AMM? I'm not really sure what it it, it means to kind of like capture NFT AMM, but that's what they posted. I think Owen, well, from like Xmon was posting about was that he's saying that they're on the final iterations of like their AMM for NFTs. And like, I think it's gonna be, like I said, it's gonna be interesting because mm. I don't know if they have any competitor at the moment. Like I said, originally it was Genie, supposed to be Genie. Yeah, Genie was Genie an was... aggregator. It was supposed to be aggregator, but it's, it's just been closed alpha for the longest time. And I, I thought they were gonna launch, but there, there's a, actually another project. Uh, I mean, it's they're not really out out. They're raising like they're in the privates right now. It's called Path okay. Protocol. Oh uh, yeah, that one. Yeah, so they're they're doing they're kind of like the similar thing. Um, yeah, they're the uh, NFT aggregator, and they're they pretty much aggregate everything. It's not just NFT, but they're trying to aggregate everything. So mm. uh, that's another yeah cookie on the yeah. So I remember, yeah. like, it is definitely a use case. So when I try to sell some stuff, uh, mostly OpenSea plus Rarible, um, it's very difficult to list on multiple marketplaces and try to find best offers on multiple. It's a huge pain, and especially on ETH, you end up wasting a lot of, I think, even gas and, uh, yeah, aggregator. And Genie was... I think Genie had that, but I don't think many people actually have the access. Um, Xerox Mon pseudo swap is pretty interesting. Like they, I, I've seen some tweets recently. Uh, Xerox Mon said, uh, "Oh, pseudo swap, we're doing something other than pseudo swap uh, on top." That's probably what, what you're referring to. Because um, right now it's just um, like a OTC trader app for. NFTs with whatever token you want. Um, but yeah, if they can turn that into aggregator, that'd be cool. And uh, people have been, Xerox One is one of the best NFT devs like in the whole space. Um, on on ETH, like, yeah, top, probably top five, top, top 10 at least. So yeah, people are just like betting on, have been betting on him alone. Like, yeah, so him, her, I don't know, they. Um, yeah, definitely. Like I said, I just want to bring attention to it because it could be interesting because they could have like a moat for now, right? First mover advantage, et cetera. Those are the mm-hmm. type of trades I really like. Um, I see a lot of like the DeFi type of angels or people that are like, I've seen the VC groups really bullish on him as a creator. And, you know, like I said, they create this product, they do it well, they solve this problem of liquidity because um, they create an AMM that actually works and it you know, fixes that problem that we're we all experience with entities which is sell side liquidity then it's going to be very interesting to watch and like i said they have a really unique moat if they have that done right yeah so that's about it and it, like i don't really have anything else like i mean we could talk about much more things but i'm the top of the hour i gotta be at dinner at 7 30 so all right yeah, yeah I, I gotta but, talk for a flight but it was good though. Oh. I, I hope that you had some fun. That you guys got some new knowledge, and you know, you guys walked yeah, through things. <laughs> that was, that was amazing. Yeah, like I'm, I'm actually like 
having so much trouble like comprehending all this information these days because there's so many things happening and like the rotations are getting quicker and quicker and quicker so it's just like yeah it's it's almost like impossible to follow all of them yeah me too i mean i still struggle yeah. like and i'm working on a company right now too so like it gets even worse right so yeah um you know you guys are interested in the thing i'm working on there, there's like i have like a website for what I'm building, it's called soundarts.io. Uh, basically, Ooh. I'm working on a music NFT platform that's all about generated music. I'm not the only one. I've seen about 10 other projects that have released recently around music NFTs. Most yeah, of them are chain. Yeah, we see that too. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's because, it's you know, and this is this, this market study for you guys are, are wondering why. A lot of people are speculating that music NFTs will pick up a trend or bring in some of the money from the marketplace. Right now, um, aggregated data shows that only $100 million in music NFTs were sold in the last three quarters of the year. This could change violently or a lot in Q4 because a lot of projects are doing their releases in Q4, especially uh, for around music NFTs. But, you know, $100 million relative to a $13.2 billion volume in trades for um, NFTs is re- very, very small. So, Right. We haven't found interesting ways to do it yet. Even my project is just a stab at doing something fun with a group of friends. Um, but it's, like I said, we're all just experimenting right now, right? Because we haven't really found a format for music NFTs that uh, really speaks out to the community collectors that we usually see. And um, I don't know why they don't have it picked up. Like, But it, maybe it's just because they're just not as interesting, right? But I, I'm sure as we once we find a model for music NFTs that really makes sense and stands out, um, could be definitely the royalty ones that people do. And obviously, Catalog.Works has been getting some buys. So, you know, maybe if you're really, like, bullish on, like, that market growing, you could definitely buy a song from a famous artist or an artist that you like on Catalog.Works and really just, like, hold that long-term and have, like, a very similar type of play to buying an early NBA top shot, right? So, like, that's kind of, like, it's just another, like, if you're running an NFT fund of $100 million, Right. And you're looking at uh, sectors that haven't really been have, haven't really grown yet or blown up yet. That This is one of them. And, you know, one of the low plays right now or one of the best plays you can make as an NFT fund is really buying music entities, because mm-hmm. when they do pick up, you know, it's, it's low cost to, to basically have a tremendous upside. Right. Uh, relative to like buying a freaking Fidenza or something like that, which is already overextended. Uh, you could definitely be buying like some cheaper audio glyph for you or beats or something like that, right? Uh, so yeah, just sharing some some things I've been seeing. Yeah, well, keep that on the radar. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, that's really good at all. All right, sounds good. I think that's good. Um, unless yeah. uh, you want to go over one last thing. No, I'm, I'm right. good, guys. <laughs> all right, sounds good can't share all my alpha <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you so much for coming on the show brian dude i love i love having you guys around too and it feels like i'm just chatting with friends like on a call you know and, yeah and I think that... that's that's kind of like the idea that i want to like get through this call yeah yeah is i yeah. you guys and then we're just like shooting the shit talking about projects etc and hopefully exactly, not yeah. stupid to get canceled Please don't say yeah. this it gets canceled, but you know. <laughs> we just gotta mute Viper once once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have a we'll have like a pretty good uh pretty good people coming in next week as well. I think um so yeah, definitely uh definitely looking forward to it. Sounds good, guys. All right, thanks for uh, thanks for being here. Nice seeing you yeah, again. Thanks for coming on, Brian. Nice good night. Good night and good morning. And good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good night. GM. 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 GM.